Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Wow, so Stanford football's new head coach, his first name is Troy. Am I understanding this right? Okay. All right, cool. I like him already. The Troy Taylor era is here for Stanford football. And we are giving you our knee-jerk reactions to it all on this episode of the TreeCast with Troy Clarity on the Believe Network and presented by Bet Online. Thank you so much for joining us here today on this episode. Monday, December 12th, 2022, a new era for Cardinal football. Troy Taylor, of course, hear a lot from him during the course of this show. It's great to have you with us. I'm Troy Clarity, host of this program since 2015, play-by-play network announcer for the Pac-12 Network since 2015 as well, my ninth year overall with the Pac-12 Network, first year of NFL and college football play-by-play with the Compass Media Networks as I was on the call for Bucks 49ers on Sunday. <laughs> that was intriguing. Maybe not compelling, certainly not in the second half, but uh, that was intriguing. The Niners are playing terrific defense. And that Christian McCaffrey guy, that that dude still knows how to play football. But for the purposes of this conversation, I'm also just ra- I've also just wrapped up my 30th year of uh, covering Stanford football and various forms and mediums. So I've certainly seen a lot around Stanford football over the years. And I was in the room for Troy Taylor's introductory press conference late Monday morning at Ariaga Family Sports Center on Stanford's campus. So was Stuart Mandel, the college football editor-in-chief for The Athletic. After the press conference, I caught up with Stuart and got some of his knee-jerk reactions to everything, and you'll hear that chat coming up later on in the show. And you'll also hear a portion of my conversation with Stanford Athletic Director Bernard Muir. I wanted to get his thoughts on how an athletic director conducts a coaching search of this nature and what in particular excites him about the new head coach. So you'll hear from Stuart Mandel, our conversation with him and a portion of my chat with uh, Bernard Muir coming up later in the show. But by and large, you are mostly going to hear from the new man of the hour, Troy Taylor, the 35th head coach in Stanford history, coming up from the FCS ranks, fresh off leading Sacramento State to a 12 and one mark. It's third big sky championship. It's first ever FCS quarterfinal game. And Perhaps the most entertaining football game of the weekend, college or pro. That 66-63 uh, loss uh, to Incarnate Word in the FCS quarterfinals. Before Sacramento State, he was the offensive coordinator at Utah for two seasons. Before that, he was the co-offensive coordinator at Eastern Washington. He helped figure out ways to get the ball to Cooper Cup. It worked. Some of you also might remember Troy Taylor as the starting quarterback at Cal from 1986 to 1989, the Bears went to or check that Stanford went two one and one in big games during that span, and he was also the radio analyst for Cal alongside Joe Starkey in their radio booth from 2005 to 2011. It was it's kind of funny. Somebody asked me at the presser uh, how I felt as a Stanford alum having a Cal grad as, as, as the Cardinals head coach, and I said, "Look, I was cool with it. Yeah, no problem. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do." Now, if I'd been more clever, I would have taken that moment to, to note that Taylor wouldn't be the first guy with Berkeley roots to come to Stanford to win a Rose Bowl. It has been since 1958 for Cal, you know. They haven't <laughs> competed for that game in quite some time. But more initial impressions on Troy Taylor 
in just a moment, including his opening statement, which we will bring to you. After this reminder that basketball is back and Bet Online remains your number one sport your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season, you'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. Where we will start is with the opening words from the new head coach of Stanford football and Troy Taylor. And, and it, there are a couple of things in particular that, that struck me about coach's opening statement. Runs a little more than four minutes overall. Want to play, the, play it for you in its entirety in case you hadn't heard it yet. So here we go. The new head coach of Stanford football, Troy Taylor, in his opening statement at his introductory press conference. I just want to uh, say a few thank yous. Uh, President Tessier Levine, um, Provost Drell, and uh, Bernard Muir for believing in me and uh, uh, handing this program over for me to lead uh, and believe that I'm the right guy for the job. Um, the search committee was incredible. Um, really appreciate what they've done. I also want to thank David Shaw for the what he's done for this university and this football program. The players that he's brought in are first class. Um, I've had an opportunity to speak with a lot of them, and they did an unbelievable job recruiting the very best in all fields. Um, and then my wife, Tracy, and my family um, for the constant support and belief that um, that this was important and something that, that we could do. Um, we've moved around a little bit, um, and we found our final destination, which is really exciting. Um, I'd like to, to thank Sacramento State for the opportunity that I had there and uh, to lead me to this place. So um, the, usually the first question is why, why Stanford? And to me it's, it's very clear. Um, there's no other place that I'd rather be than right here. Um, Stanford offers the opportunity to bring in the brightest, the best, um, and to win on and off the field. Um, when, you, when you say the name Stanford, People don't ask what, which Stanford or what Stanford. They know what you're talking about all over the world. It attracts the very best. Um, student athletes come, come here, know that they're going to be challenged both academically and on the field. Um, and when you draw that kind of uh, clientele, that type of player, that type of person, I, I don't know how you can't be successful. So I'm very excited about that. I um, had an opportunity to speak with um, our student athletes in a team meeting, and I'm on, uh, speaking with them individually, every one of them, and they're remarkable. And you know that the Stanford student-athlete is going to be remarkable when you sit down and you speak with them and you really get to know them. You see the light in their eyes and what they're all about. Um, you realize why this place is special. And it's special because of the people. The degree is powerful. All those things, uh, the, the, all those things that come with the Stanford degree and the notoriety and respect. But it's really the people that make this place special. It draws the brightest and the best. Um, and to be able to circulate and communicate and lead and learn from all these people is something that is absolutely a dream come true. Um, how we're going to build this program, it's really simple. Um, it's built with love. We lead with love. Um, and a, a fervent belief and passionate belief in what we're doing, a love of Stanford, a love of each other, a love of our coaches, a love of competition, a love of football. 
Um, these, these, these student athletes here, they love football as much as they love going to school. They want to excel and be great at all of those things. Um, and our job is to lead with love. Love is the most powerful force in the world. Um, there's fear that's pretty powerful, and there's love that is more powerful. Uh, you can change the world with love. That human connection, that belief in somebody, and belief in a group of people. Some people will tell you that fear is more powerful than love, and you know we've probably all been scared in this room, and it'll make you do some incredible things, but love is more powerful. Um, and, and if you, you want to argue about that, I would. I would say most of you, if you have children, would run into a burning building to save your child. So love can change the world, it can change people, and it can change our football program. So we are looking for, for student athletes that absolutely love football and love Stanford and are gonna love each other. Um, if that leads us, I don't think we'll ever go wrong. Um, and we want everybody in our program to come back. Every student athlete that is on our football team, we are inviting them back. You have a place here. Um, whether you've played one snap, whether you've been a starter, whether you're uh, a nationally recognized player, or if you're injured. We want every player back on because they're extraordinary and that's why they're here. So <coughs> I've already offered an invitation to every single player on our team to stay and be a part of what we're going to build. Stanford has been great in areas all over, including football, and we can do it again. Um, some people don't think that Stanford is set for the new college football environment and climate. I would disagree. I think we're perfectly positioned. Do we need to make some adaptations and be agile and adjustments? Absolutely. That's what good people do. And we have the brightest people here at Stanford. So we'll make the adjustments, but we will not lose our dignity, our integrity. And what's most important to us is our student athletes, their experience, graduating and having an unbelievably, remarkably great experience. Um, we will be champions here. I don't know when it will happen, but we will be champions, um, and I'm really excited to get started. It's Troy Taylor, the new head coach of Stanford football, and as mentioned, there were there were two things in that entire statement that 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 struck me as as he was saying them in real time, and as I was in the room uh, just a few feet away from him as he was saying them. I well, one it was a nice gesture to thank the previous coaching administration, and let's face it, a lot of lives are are about to be changed, and that's not something to to take lightly going forward. So. Uh, I thought that was a nice gesture to, to thank the, the previous coaching administration and staff. But the two things in particular that struck out to me, number one, the fact that he says, look, we're inviting everybody back. We're inviting everybody to stay on this team. You know, you're here for a reason, right? You, you're, you're playing for Stanford. You were brought here to the farm for a reason, right? So he was openly inviting everyone that's currently on the team to stick around, whether they're currently in the portal or not. Now, obviously, and this thought crossed my mind in real time as well, contrast that with how things went in Deion Sanders' first meeting in Colorado with his new team when he basically told the players in the room to hit the bricks and make room for his guys. So I thought that contrast uh, was a bit striking. The second thing in particular that struck me about Troy Taylor's introductory press conference, or at least his, his opening statement anyway, was his stance on building the program with love. Love of Stanford, love of each other, and love of football. And him noting that love can change the world. And that struck me for various reasons. You just really, quite honestly, don't necessarily hear football coaches speak in those kinds of terms, right? It's, it's not necessarily 
You don't necessarily hear that. But it is critical, right? I mean, you got to have kids in the program who love football, especially when, you know, at Stanford, you have the academic component heaped upon it as well. You have to love playing the game. And it's not an easy game to play for a lot of different reasons. Physically, mentally, psychologically, demands on your time, demands from other people, all those sorts of things. Above all, you got to love the sport. You got to love playing and you got to love doing what you do. But building the program, not on toughness, not on scheme, not on other things that many football coaches seem to, to, to base everything around. You know, build, building the program, not on just, just making it a, a stepping stone to the NFL, right? And then just being a factory for the pros. But building the program on love. Novel concept, it seems, in this, in this day and age. And I think that kind, of, that, that kind of formed a question that I had for Troy uh, later on that you're going to hear uh, later on in the program. But I, that, that really struck me. It really did. It really did. Further into Troy Taylor's press conference on Monday, some nuts and bolts stuff, as we hear Taylor in his own words. First, his thoughts on the offense and how does he describe his offensive philosophy and scheme. Here's Troy Taylor. To describe it, we're dynamic. Um, you know, offensive football is about finding space, creating space, and different ways of doing it. Um, we want to create as much anxiety for our opponent, our defense, as possible, and um, that's doing a lot of different things. And I won't get into the schematics too much, but dynamic, aggressive, again, we are not fear-based. We're going to attack. We're not worried about making mistakes. We're, we're going out and striving. We're driven for the desire to be successful in our enjoyment. Um, now, it's very flexible as well. You know, we've had quarterbacks in the system that were dual threat quarterbacks, and we had quarterbacks that were pure dropback guys. There's great players everywhere, and there's great players that, that have the acumen to come to Sac uh, Stanford and, and be successful both in the classroom and on the field. So um, we'll be flexible with the athletes that we have. I've always, as a, as a high school coach, um, you, you have to adjust to what you have. And so been, uh, I think we've been very adept at doing that, of being able to uh, – you know, utilize different people's skills. So getting our hands on those guys, seeing what they do well, highlight what they do well, and the system is flexible enough to utilize, you know, all the different skills. Troy Taylor talking offense, and it's hard to argue with the numbers that his squad put up this past season. The Hornets of Sacramento State averaged 43 points per game, averaged over 240 yards per game, both rushing and passing, right? Can't sneeze at that. And yes, Parvey says, oh, it's that, that, that's FCS. You know, how much defense do they really play um, on that level, and you could say that about some conferences <laughs> on the FBS level uh, as well. The next time I see somebody playing defense uh, in the Sun Belt, per se, will probably be the first. But the numbers are right there, and they don't lie. And Taylor certainly helping to turn around the Sacramento State program, which had been pretty much moribund for, for quite some time, and building them to the championship level over the past few years based on offense, for the most part, Nothing to sneeze at. Dynamic and causing anxiety amongst the defense. I like that. So scheme and philosophy on the field are one thing. What about off the field? And what about, you know, in the film room and the coach's office and, and with the rest of his staff as well? And certainly there's been a lot made in coaching college football these days about whether it's better to be, you know, a CEO type 
head coach, you know, someone who who delegates for the most part, leaves the X's and O's to uh, to the staff and just handles the big picture stuff, you know, shaking the donors' hands and and you know, handling team discipline and all those sorts of things that that, that head coaches are are really tasked with, not just the not just with the game plan on on Saturdays, but but all those sorts of things. I asked Troy Taylor if his style lent itself more towards being a CEO type head coach or whether he was a bit more of a hands-on kind of guy. I am hands-on. I will run the offense. I'll call the plays. Um, you know, obviously as a, as a head coach, I'm, I'm pretty good at multitasking. So um, I have to, to obviously lead as the head coach and be involved in every aspect. I'm a person that's involved in everything. Um, we'll hire a great defensive coordinator and uh, let him do his thing. Micromanage, good people don't like to be micromanaged. So we'll get an extraordinary defensive coordinator and uh, support him. And we're going to play with the fervor, excitement, and love that's never been seen before. And uh, that'll make attract players to come play for us and want him to stay. There it is. Troy Taylor says that uh, he will call the plays and he will be hands-on. And he'll also bring a new defensive coordinator. More on the staff right here and now as... Taylor was asked a bit about what sort of things are important to him as he fills out his new staff. There's really good coaches, uh, the staff here, um, and interviewed them all and spoke with them all. Very good people, very good coaches. Um, that being said, it's about the right fit and putting the right dynamics together. One of my mentors is uh, Chris Peterson, and you know he talks a lot about staff and what he's looking for. And uh, I've really connected with the fact that high integrity, um, high output, low ego. And those are the things that we're, we're really looking for. So the ante to become a coach here is you got to have high integrity. You got to um, be a hard worker and, and low ego. And, uh, and, and you got to be a competent in what you're doing. And you got to care about the kids. Um, the rest of the stuff is, is, is pretty negotiable in terms of scheme and all those things. Uh, we want guys that are on a, a continual quest to get better, do not think they've arrived, to be humble and hungry, always learning. I'm not a finished product. Um, I can become a better coach. I've got to become a better coach. And that's part of what humility is. Humility is believing that you can do better and you can give more. Um, and that's going to be our staffs. Um, we're going to uh, really be a moniker of, of, of getting better and improving, being creative and giving our guys a chance to be successful, uh, both in the classroom and on the field. I like that. High output, high integrity, and low ego. That's a pretty good combination, not just for coaches, but, but just about for everyone else in, in, in life, no matter, no matter what your uh, line of work might be. And, and we'll see. I mean, we're, we're getting some reports here and there of which coaches have been let go from the previous administration. Some initial reports on who might be coming in um, with Troy Taylor. I'm not going to get into those right here because news could drastically change by the time you hear this. But the staff is, is, is certainly taking shape. That's certainly one thing that Troy Taylor has on his plate for the foreseeable future. I asked Troy, given the fact that the early signing period is coming up on December 21st, Overall, what's on his plate for the next 10 days or so? You know, we have a commitment to all the student-athletes that committed to Stanford. Um, we're, we're holding that commitment. We're standing by that. Um, you know, when they, when they committed to Stanford to be a student-athlete, and it's all verbal, but when they committed, they, they, they jumped in the boat. They became a Stanford Cardinal. And so we're really excited. So reaching out, I'm going to get on the road and be able to, to see them, see their faces, and look in their eyes. And... Um, and the great thing about Stanford is um, uh, those those players that committed, 
I wasn't the head coach when they committed, and they still want to be a part of this program. So that shows you how powerful Stanford is, and then also how sharp the the, the student athletes are to make that decision. Uh, now there's change that has occurred and, it, and occurs in college football. Um, so my job is to make sure they know who I am and what I stand for, and that uh, they're still welcome into our program, and then just continue to recruit them and remind them of why they originally chose Stanford. Yeah, the clock is ticking. Not a whole lot of time to get a lot of work done, making sure that you're bringing in the the recruits and keeping them on board. That is certainly going to be um, at or near top priority. Assembling a staff, getting those guys together, getting everybody on the same page. There is a lot on Troy Taylor's plate in the foreseeable future. But that's just that's just the nuts and bolts of it all. What about some bigger picture stuff? And I think there were two answers that kind of revealed that a little bit. Taylor was asked if he'd had a chance to meet with the Stanford players to that point and how those meetings had gone. And in those answers, I, I kind of got a, an interesting hint, perhaps, at some, some big picture stuff and the vision for Troy Taylor uh, that he has for this program. Let's listen in as Taylor details his meeting with the players and some of the big things, the big goals that he has for the program. The first order business, um, the last two days have all been about our players here at Stanford. So able to have a team meeting and see their faces and uh, some, you know, with the new uh, new way we work and some of them are on Zoom because they're, they're out of town. Um, but it was great reaching them, telling them what my vision, extending that invitation uh, because, you know, trying to calm the waters. It's when you don't have a, a head coach after having so much stability for a long time, that can create a lot of anxiety. And so letting them know, I think the first thing I told them was, you know, extending an invitation to them to be a part of our football program, that I want them back. And then everything went from there. After that, um, I've spent um, most of the last two days meeting with every single player, learning about them, uh, what their dreams and aspirations are, what they're looking for, and how can I help them be successful. The goal is really simple. It's We want them to graduate with this degree. That's the number one goal. There is no close number two goal. That's the number one goal. The second goal is for them to have an unbelievable experience here, and that means their time, their interacting with their, their fellow teammates, their coaches, uh, the students and student athletes on campus, the faculty, the alumni, all of those things are extraordinary here at Stanford, and they need to take advantage of those things. And part of that experience is winning. We want to win. We love to win. And they have they've attempted to win at everything their entire life. So um, that's really the goal, and then to maximize their potential. And so it's really simple. And how do you do that? Well, there's a lot of different ways to do it, but the main part, uh, point of departure is them knowing that you care about them, uh, that you love them, uh, and and then giving them the tools that they need and, and, and their belief in you that you can lead them to get them better. If you have those things and you have some uh, competency and a little creativity, um, I live in the realm of possibility. I think anything's possible. I go into every situation thinking it's going to work, and then if it's not working, then we adapt and adjust. Uh, we got great people here. we got the brightest minds in the world, students, faculty, uh, administration, all of those things. Um, there's no reason why we can't have incredible success here on a sustained basis. Roy Taylor says anything is possible, and he says that the goals for the program overall are, number one, to graduate, number two, to have great experiences, number three, win, and number four, maximize potential. Now, number one is to graduate, two, three, and four. They're probably <laughs> interchangeable. I would imagine. I'd put winning number two. 
and great experiences. I mean, you know what? You can, you can have you can have you know two A, two B, and two C. Yeah, let's do that. Two A, two B, and two C. Have great experiences, win, and maximize potential. But I also found it intriguing that he, that he noted, look, there's been so much stability here from the coaching ranks at Stanford for so long that there might be some anxiety now. You know. What do you do now? There's a new coach coming in. Who is he? What's he going to do? Am I am I going to fit in this program, whether I'm a coach or a player or not? And Taylor said, "Look, I'm I'm trying to calm some waters here, and trying to make sure that 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 everyone is 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 ready to go and ready to pull in the same direction. Make sure that that we calm things down here a bit as we start to get things going forward." Going back to Troy's assertion that he's going to build the program on on love and how love can change the world and, and and those sorts of things i asked troy given that and he had mentioned and i think we played that in his opening statement that he noted that you know college football has changed more in the past four or five years than it has in the past 40 in the 40 50 years previous uh, to this time period given that i asked troy how Coaching has changed in college football over the last couple of years and how perhaps he has changed as a coach over the last couple of years, given not just happen, that things are happening within college sports, but a lot of things happening in the real world, too. Here was Troy Taylor's response. So here, here's the great thing. Yes, it has changed quite a bit. You know, and we all know the areas that it's changed at and the, the ability and flexibility for student athletes to to leave and try another place uh, for whatever reason. Um, so now more than ever, it's about relationships and creating a culture uh, that people want to be a part of. I still think people are drawn more to incredible environments that they feel valued, respected, and challenged um, than maybe some other shiny objects. And um, I think you will draw the right people here to Stanford. I think they've done that for a really long time. Now, do you have to adapt and adjust? Yes, you have to. Um, and we will adapt and adjust. Um, but uh, the culture part, I think it becomes even more important that somebody can come here and feel like a family. Think about when you go home. You know, you like going home because people accept you for who you are, right? And we're all different. Um, this has got to be a place that they feel they're at home, that they're valued and accepted for who they are, because we're all different and unique. Um, and so if you create that kind of environment and, and you're authentically those things that I talk about, <coughs> Um, I think you will draw people that have those similar beliefs. And so I think you just uh, be louder with who you are in terms of your values and your culture, and you will attract and keep people staying. Because at the end of the day, we want all of our student athletes to come here, get their degree, and stay and complete their, um, their athletic career here. Yeah, relationships are important, and that's, that's certainly something that uh, perhaps has been re-impressed upon all of us over the last couple of years, especially when we were all you know, sitting cooped up, <laughs> you know, couldn't go out under shutdown and, lock, and, and shutdown and things like that. But, you know, adapting and adjusting, that's certainly something that, that perhaps I hope we've all, a skill that we've all honed over the last couple of years, and working on the culture of things and making sure that your culture is good to go uh, before you can really do anything going forward. So I thought that was, I thought that was, and I appreciate the depth of his answer there uh, to the question that I had. So just a couple of bigger picture things uh, from Troy, uh, Troy Taylor uh, during his introductory press conference. Now, after that was all said and done, 
Stanford Athletic Director Bernard Muir and I had a pretty good chat. Had a nice chat. And if I wasn't such a moron and hadn't plugged my microphone into the wrong jack into my recorder, I'd play the whole thing. Here's what I think I can salvage. And I apologize already for the quality of this audio. If you want to fast forward about two minutes, feel, feel free, go right ahead. Again, I'm sorry. I'm a moron. But Bernard and I talked, and part of our conversation had me asking him how an athletic director conducts a search of this magnitude, and if he'd already had a short list tucked away, just in case. Yeah, I have some names that you're, you have on your list and you kind of are watching as you're watching football throughout or watching other sports throughout. Uh, but it's really once you realize you have an opening or an opportunity that you start, you know, canvassing the place and, and listening to as much input as you possibly can. And that's where the list really develops. I know some people like to say they have something in their drawer, but it, it really depends on timing and execution and who's available and who wants to jump in uh, to, to consider the possibility. And so that, that takes days after once, in this case, once Coach Shaw stepped down uh, for us to, to really figure out. So no matter days we kind of knew, okay, here are the people we really want to, you know, probe further, hopefully bring in a few, uh, and then try to make a decision if it's, if it's the right fit. Besides his first name, obviously, what excites you most about that? <laughs> well, it starts with the name, right? Of course, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, but what excites me is just his passion for young people, for their growth and development, understanding Stanford as quickly, even though he's from across the Bay originally, where, uh, you know, he got his degree. But I uh, I think it's just passion for football and passion for development. And I think our people are going to be really excited about what we do offensively. And as he said, he's working on the defensive front, and we're going to be a very aggressive defense as well, too. But really uh, just trying to amass the best talent possible uh, that from having student-athletes that really understand this place and understand the value of the Stanford education. I think for him to be our leader is going to be a really great asset for us. That's Bernard Muir and me somewhere in the den of Kissick Auditorium. Again, my apologies for uh, for the quality of that audio, but I think I was able to salvage at least that portion of our chat, and I think you were able to hear uh, some of his thoughts. Hey, he's excited to see an attacking defense too. So am I. And, you know, the first thing I thought of when Troy Taylor mentioned the fact that he was going to bring in a new defensive coordinator, the first thing I thought of was, wow, it took me back to Scott Schaefer, uh, Jim Harbaugh's first defensive coordinator when he came on board in 2006, after the 2006 season, Schaefer you know, kind of brought almost a kamikaze-style defense. You know, high risk, high reward, but certainly a lot more aggressive than what it had been the years previous under the regime that came in before uh, Jim Harbaugh. So will we see something similar? Well, I think that largely obviously depends on, on whom Troy Taylor is able to bring in. But he's excited to see an attacking defense, and he's also excited to see Troy Taylor, and not just, not just because he has a really cool and not just because he has a really cool first name. So that was my chat, mostly, with Bernard Muir, the Stanford Athletic Director. After that was all done, I plugged my microphone into the correct jack. And I sat down with the uh, college football editor-in-chief for The Athletic, Stuart Mandel, as dialed in as anybody is in the college football world these days. And, and we sat down, and, and I chatted with him, and the first thing I asked him was, 
was for his knee-jerk reaction to seeing Troy Taylor at the podium on Monday. Yeah, I mean, he's not somebody I'd ever uh, met or talked to. He's very impressive. Uh, the way he articulates, the way he does things, his vision. You know, I, I'm very curious about his offense just because it's so innovative. And hearing him explain that, uh, you know, was interesting. And I, I hope to, to learn more about it. So um, it, it's good to it's good to... Just, just kind of. I'm glad I came over to see him and meet him in person, rather than you know watching it on YouTube or whatnot. Any, uh, there might be some parallels that some people might try to make between where the program is now and where the program was, say, circa 2006. That was also a time in which Stanford reached down to the FCS and grabbed a former quarterback and offensive mind and, and tried to help turn things around. Of course, back in the day, that was Jim Harbaugh with the University of San Diego. How many true parallels do you think there might be between the situation that Stanford might have been in 16 years ago and now and what the task might be ahead for Jim Harbaugh back then and what is for Troy Taylor now? I think that more than the FCS comparison, when Jim Harbaugh was hired, Stanford also did a lot of things from a university perspective to help him be successful, right? The putting the assistance in university housing and, and some of those things. Um, that kind of maybe got lost in time. And he and Troy Taylor arrives at a very similar kind of crossroads moment. This is where Stanford has to decide, are we going to compete in the NIL and transfer portal landscape? And that's why I asked him about it at the press conference. Others did as well. Do you anticipate being a player in the transfer portal? And he said yes. That, to me, is the, the most important thing. Like, this sport changes every so often. and this is a, But this is about, as he said, right, it's changed more in the last couple of years than it has in the last 40 or 50. And, you know, Troy Taylor can be the greatest coach there ever was. He's only going to be successful if he can play at the same level playing field as everybody else. What's your perception, at least as you were following this story over the last couple of weeks, what's your perception of how other folks perceived this job and this opportunity? Well, it's interesting. People, generally speaking, there was a big split between people who said, why would you want that job? They're hopeless. They, they, they're never going to be able to compete in this landscape. And others who, who, like an agent I talked to, who said, it's Stanford. It's still the most prestigious degree in, in Power 5 football. Um, there are kids who have commi- who committed. I think it's pretty telling that a few kids, recruits, committed to the program before they named the head coach. They just want that Stanford degree. So I think from that perspective, it's very appealing. Um, and I think there's such reverence for Stanford on the West Coast in particular. Um, you know, I think it would have been kind of weird if they had tried to hire somebody from the SEC, for instance. I mean, I don't necessarily assumed it would be a Cal grad, but, you know, this is somebody who who knows this area and people know him. It's going to be fascinating to watch things here on the farm. Looking forward to seeing how it all shakes out. I know you'll have an ear and an eye on things as well. Stuart, always appreciate the time. Thanks a bunch. Best of luck, best of health, and happy holidays, dude. Happy holidays. Our thanks again to Stuart Mandel for uh, spending a couple minutes with us here on the TreeCast. And there, there are varying perceptions, as, as Stuart mentioned, on just how hard this job is. I mean, yeah, are there are there different are there different things you have to take into account when you're coaching at Stanford football than you may have to take into account at basically any other university on the planet? Yeah, probably. But if you're able to get the right kids in, keep them healthy, and make sure you're coaching them up and doing well, you can compete in this conference. I mean, we, we've seen that time and time again over the years. It's cyclical. Maybe a bit too cyclical for for some people's liking, but hey, it is still possible. 
It's still possible, I'm sure, even in the new world of college athletics. So our thanks again to uh, Stuart Mandel for breaking it down from his perspective and spending a bit of time here with us. So now that the coach has been announced, that happened on Saturday over the weekend. Now that the coach has been introduced, that happened on Monday. The easy part, and I say easy in air quotes here, the easy part is done. The easy thing to do, and we talked about this, and I think in the last episode, the easy thing to do was to have a change made at, co- at, 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 at the head coaching spot. That was the easy thing to do. And David Shaw made that decision by himself, and off Stanford went. Now the hard part begins. Now the hard part starts. And look, anybody can win a press conference. And I think by and large, Troy Taylor did. I mean, is he going to be as flashy as as some other new Pac-12 head coaches I can think of? No, no. It's unfair to compare them on those levels. But I've always been a guy who's been more interested in seeing a coach who can win games rather than winning winning a press conference. It's nice. Look, I'm in the media too, right? You know, I I like a good soundbite just as much as anybody else. By and large, I'm a bit more interested in seeing whether a head coach can win football games and continue to keep this program running at a high level and continue to churn out high-quality human beings, as Stanford has been for as long as I can remember, going way, way back. So this is the hard part that begins now, with recruiting just around the corner, with a coaching staff that, by and large, still needs to be assembled. Is, is Troy Taylor going to bring guys down from Sacramento? You don't. That's... That remains to be seen. Don't know. With a roster that is still very much in flux. Not even talking roster. Not even talking players right now. It's not worth it. We're not Until we get a real good idea of who's going to be in class for winter quarter. And who's still going to be uh, getting ready for, for, for spring ball. Which will probably be here before we all know it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it to talk things, things roster wise. But that's a hard part of the puzzle, too. And, of course, the hard part is making sure that that university leadership is on board. Bernard Muir, during his introductory remarks, the first person he thanked was Stanford President Mark Tessier-Levine. Troy Taylor did, too. You heard that part of it. So whether the university leadership continues to do the things that perhaps need to be done for Stanford football and the athletic department to be able to truly compete on the highest level, athletically, as well as academically. That's the hard part, too. Changing some processes that might need to be a bit more amenable to bringing in transfer players and and, and those sorts of considerations. That's the hard part. That's the hard part. So this this isn't the end. This is the beginning, right? (laughs) It's just the end of the coaching search. But it's the beginning of the Troy Taylor era. And looking forward to seeing how it all shakes out from here. As always, I welcome your thoughts. Best way to do that is via Twitter, hashtag TreeCast. Hashtag TreeCast is the way to go. So with that, the next TreeCast will come your way. Who knows? Might come your way for a Hoops episode or two in the months ahead. Who knows? But stick around. I mean, what's next for me? I continue my NFL slate with Compass Media Networks. I'll be down in L.A. this upcoming weekend calling the Tennessee Titans 
versus the uh, LA Chargers. That'll be fun. That's a must win for both of those teams in the AFC. But uh, with that, we can officially close the book on the 2022 Stanford football season from the TreeCast's perspective. And certainly a big time thanks to all the guests, the special guests who jumped on with us along the way, the student athletes and the coaches who took time out to uh, chat with us along the way. And uh, the biggest thanks, as always, goes out to you for being a part of the program and for being a part uh, of this show and uh, what we do. The TreeCast is the go-to podcast for Stanford football fans and Stanford athletics fans. And it has been since 2015. That's not something that I take very lightly. And I'm proud of that and, and certainly appreciative of those of you who have listened to this program and your efforts in helping to make that happen. So with that, we'll talk to you next time. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay sane, and go Stanford. And don't drink and drive if you do, you're the dumbest person on the planet. Troy Taylor, the new head coach for Stanford football. A new era is here on the farm. And we'll talk to you next time. Thank you for being with us here on the TreeCast with Troy Clarity on the Believe Network and presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.